We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Florida Studio here with you uh, today. It is uh, the beginning of SEC Media Days. Greg Sankey going to the podium, I think, 10.30 Central time for uh, that today to kick it off. And then uh, one Lane Kiffin, along with Ole Miss players, in the main room around 1.30 today Central time for uh, that one. Jonathan Mingo, Cedric Johnson, and Nick Broker also in attendance for the Rebels. Talk like a little media day, obviously, tomorrow. For tomorrow's show, we will react and discuss anything that comes out of uh, – Sankey, Kiffin, um, Drinkwitz is today. Who else is today? LSU. LSU. Brian Kelly and his players today as uh, as well. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that. The um, not not unsurprising, but the uh, the Major League Baseball draft not kind to Ole Miss last night. Jackson Ferris, the left-hander, out um, <clears throat> going to uh, going to the Cubs at forty-seven. And then Roman Anthony, the one that really was more of the coin flip, he gets drafted by the Boston Red Sox at 79. Um, <coughs> Red Sox and Blue Jays, the two teams that uh, were on him the hardest. And Boston does take Roman Anthony. I expect him to sign after getting picked there last night at 79. So uh, we'll hit a little more of that. Also, some surprises. Kate Horton going earlier than thought, the Oklahoma right-hander that really uh, shut down Ole Miss for a while in the National Championship Series, and then Kumar Rocker, number three overall last night as well. So that more coming up on today's show. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Download the Exxon mobile app. Take advantage of that, including uh, take a picture of the QR code right there at the pump. Take a picture. Opens up the app. 1,000 bonus points, $10 straight to you with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi here locally. Lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides bread, thirty two ounce drinks, and more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's. <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to be a struggle today. Clark Ford's uh, in Amory, Mississippi, six six two two five seven nineteen hundreds. That number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes in business hours. Uh, right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 
257-1900. Guests will join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer, full bar, great beer selection, and more. Also, Rafters New Albany, and then starting again on Wednesday, Rafters on the Water. If you're spending part of your weekend out at Sardis, stop by Rafters on the Water, grab a frozen margarita or a beer, burger, whatnot, and make that a part of uh, your weekend at Sardis. So, yeah, as I said, uh, Sankey getting started around uh, 1030, something like that. And then uh, LSU, Brian Kelly going in the main room at 1135 Central. Um, Ole Miss again, 130. And then Missouri at 255 is their start time. Again, all Central times there. So, don't get confused. Atlanta, obviously, a time, time's on ahead. So, check uh, the listings when you're looking, trying to find something. Um, tomorrow, Alabama, Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Wednesday, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, and Kentucky. And then wrapping it up on Thursday, Auburn, Tennessee, and Jimbo and Texas A&M there at the, uh, at the end. So that's it. Leif asked a really good question. Okay. Uh, what's the biggest thing to ever actually come out of media days? He says the freeze firing. But the freeze firing was just a rumor. Well, obviously, it wasn't just a rumor. He showed up that day. That was well, he actually, it was actually of all of his Ole Miss appearances, it was his best one. Yeah. Um, we were in that side room or whatever. All, yeah, wherever that was. Yeah. And he didn't – he actually made it to – I guess he made it a week after media days. What day of the week was it that he was fired? It's a Thursday night. So right? he made it a week. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he freeze went on Thursday. Did he? I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, because I was there the whole week. What we hear that day – that that, that the, the, the Thursday it was started on Monday. We had heard it was Mar- the Mars stuff had kind of come out. I guess Steve's involvement to some extent had surfaced, or at least we had heard through some back channels of that. We we were certainly aware of derogatory phone calls that would impact him negatively. At that point, we were aware of. Th- the rumblings of them. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't. They were not concrete in nature. In fact, at that the point. people at Ole Miss denied it on Tuesday. On Tuesday, that's right. And then on Wednesday, the tone changed because I didn't go to the Winfrey on that Wednesday. Instead, I went back to my hotel and started working. Right. And I mean, I was talking to the late Edward Ashoff, God rest his soul, Andy Staples. I mean, my phone started ringing people like that, and I—that was my. My antenna was way up. I actually, I actually thought on that Wednesday that either he wasn't going to make it to Thursday or that um, he wouldn't come. Because I talked to someone late Wednesday night who said, That's right. You know, we're, they, they, he said, and I quote, we're concerned this is going to be another Laramie Tunsil. And I said, well, then why in the hell would you bring him? If you're concerned it's going to be another Larry McTunsil, and it was, well, I mean, what are we going to do? We can't stop him from coming. They had they had Hugh. Now, they went outside to get the help, but they had Hugh very prepared for any question he could face that day. He was yeah, very prepared. And he really did not get quizzed that day. He did not. For two reasons. One, no one really knew anything yet. And two, those of us who kind of knew something – didn't want to do everybody else's dirty work. Like, I, I wasn't going to dig in with Hugh Freeze that day in a media scrum with 20 people 
Where definitely not doing it in the main ballroom. No, God, no, no, that would be shitty. Yeah, but I wasn't going to do it in that room because that was back in the day where everybody held up a phone, you know, like just filming everything. And I'm just giving you those people are throwing that up on YouTube faster than I can get out of the room. I'm just doing your work for you at that point. And I wasn't going to do that. And I, and I wasn't the only person. There were some other people that were there. And then once it just didn't come up that day, you couldn't. I mean, it came up and he had a decent canned answer. And then nothing happened the rest of the day. Yeah. You couldn't help but think, well, maybe this isn't what people are saying. And then, dude, it went stone cold quiet. Now, some of that was because, again, there's no bigger myth than this is like the SEC, all their logo stuff today is kickoff. No, we're nowhere close to kickoff. The truth is most everybody's going back on vacation middle of this week, end of this week, and, and there's another full week of off time. And I think because a lot of people disappeared, we all thought, well, it, it was gone. Like, I went on vacation and kind of kept my phone on me and kept waiting for it to ring, and it didn't ring that weekend. And I thought, well, maybe it's kind of blown over. Maybe maybe they worked it out. Maybe they maybe it wasn't as bad as they thought it was. And then somewhat out of the blue, it broke. The other story that came out of Media Days was last year, the Texas-Oklahoma thing. And looking back on it, that's the reason Ross Bjork was in Birmingham. There's no other reason. No other ADs ever. I've, I've covered Media Days for eight gazillion years. Because mm-hmm. he was just hanging out. Because, I mean, I look in this camera, and God, I look old. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, I'm like, I'm... I've covered this for a long time. I've never seen an AD just hang out at media days. Never. Not from a successful program, not from an embattled program. And I remember walking down there. It was on Wednesday that afternoon because Ole Miss had gone on Tuesday last year, I think. And we, I was leaving, and Ross was down there. And I was hanging out with Ross and Richard Cross and uh, Clark Lee, the Vanderbilt mm-hmm. coach, was down there. And ten minutes later, it broke. Yeah, And I remember thinking Ross was here because he knew that media was going to be there and Ross had something to say and he was going to make it easy for them to talk to him. Because Jimbo, I'm standing here. Because Jimbo wasn't going to say anything. And Ross, he was at the podium at the time, right? Wasn't Jimbo actually on the podium? He was either at the podium or was very close yeah. to him. Yeah. No, look, actual news. It's always for years been destined not – Hoover or Atlanta or wherever they decide to put this thing every year. Now, Destin was a big nothing burger this year, too. But this is a Super Bowl press conference more thing where you're going to get some coach saying something dumb and you're going to hear about, you know, was it Robbie Caldwell and his turkey insemination when he was the Vanderbilt guy and all that stuff or Clay Travis asking Tim Tebow about his virginity. You're going to get some strep crumb crap like that, but you're not going to get – you're not going to get hard news out of this. Like, anybody going into this going, hey, we're going to hear about the schedule this week. No, you're not. You're not going to hear about the schedule this week. They're not going to make a decision on that. Nothing's going to come from that standpoint. It's going to let every coach have a couple talking points. Filibuster like crazy is where it's kind of become now. A lot of them will have 15, 17, 20-minute opening statements. I think Les Miles used to be adept at. Um, and then you're going to have some hyper – focus questions on football and that is going to be what media days is guys like lane will get asked tons of big picture questions probably answer them but have no real answers because there are no real answers right now nobody knows what's coming in any of this because that's that's the underlying theme of college football right now too is that well, the coach there is isn't an answer there, the coaches that's, that's, don't. yeah there's there, no answer 
and most of the coaches truly aren't all that involved in that stuff. I mean, not really. None of the SEC coaches no. are, I mean, they're all fine. No one's getting kicked out of the league. No. I keep getting that asked that question, who's going to get kicked out? Nobody. No. Nobody's getting kicked out. Vanderbilt would be the closest to having some sort of breach of contract, and I've heard zero about Vanderbilt actually being in trouble. I've literally never had one person who was rem- remotely connected to anyone in power at the SEC who has said that there's anything more than just frustration at Vanderbilt. But frustration in the sense of, you know, I wish my kid would focus a little bit. I wish my kid would study a little harder. That's completely different than I'm about to disown my kid. Yeah, sure. Ole Miss is not, I mean Ole Miss, SEC is not unhappy enough with Vanderbilt to do something like that. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the league is perfectly fine. I mean, the other people that people talk about are like, oh, they'll kick out Missouri, or they'll kick out Arkansas, or they'll kick out Mississippi State. No, they're not. That's, That's insanity. No, not even close. And so all these people are pretty good to go. Truthfully, if you want to do the expansion story, if you really want to do the expansion story, the only people that you can really talk to are people at ESPN, mm-hmm. at Fox, and the commissioners. That's it. And that's it. I could go ask Lane Kiffin some big picture question about expansion, and Lane could give me a 40-minute soliloquy on it that might be entertaining, and it might be interesting, and it might even be in parts off the wall. It would never be pertinent at all. Because he would be guessing just as much as mm-hmm. the cat on the corner of South Lamar and wherever. Yeah. At best, he would tell you what he thinks. Okay. Yeah. He could lend some perspective, having been at USC, having been at you know in, in the SEC for a long time now. He could do that, perhaps. But but that's about it. He has no idea what's really going on behind the scenes. We think Sankey wants to get out today. Anything? He's got a message on him? Uh, no, because the media cycle has been so intense over the course of the offseason that I think Sankey has said what he wanted to say. It's why all this is desensitized, too. You don't need Greg Sankey in Birmingham or Atlanta with a mic in front of his face. He's had a mic in front of his face weekly since the season ended. Yeah, well, I mean, look, Greg Sankey said all that needed to be said when he said that about – You know, we keep coming out here. I think to Dallas is where here was. It was. We keep coming out here, and we keep having these conversations, and we keep hitting the same concrete wall, and okay, here's the truth. I think we should expand. I mean, I'm paraphrasing incredibly. I think we should expand. I mean, I think we should expand the playoff to 12 teams. It's probably, you know, best for the sport. But if you're going to stubbornly insist that we stick with four, that's fine. We'll keep putting two in the four, and we'll probably win it every year. And Okay. We're fine. That's essentially what he said. And so now, I mean, he's not going to sit up there and gloat. He's not going to say, well, you know, this Pac-12 thing probably wouldn't have happened if they'd gone to 12. That's not, that's not who he is. He's way too diplomatic for that. He's going to get some questions about NIL, and he's going to uh, pseudo-dodge them. Dodge them to a degree. He's going to talk about how this is still a new thing and that they're still, you know, we're still adjusting to a new um, terrain, if you will. That'll come up. He's going to get asked about the TV deal, and he's going to dodge it because he's not going to say, yeah, we're 
we're uh we're, we're keeping an eye on what's going on with the fox and the big the big 10 and we're going to try to top it um he'll probably talk about some streaming stuff moving forward he'll probably get asked some questions about like apple tv and amazon that might actually be interesting he'll dodge them he's not going to go into details um like they already handled the whole Jimbo Saban spat in Destin. I mean, the truth is there's probably not going to be a whole hell of a lot that comes out of this. I'd be surprised. I mean, watch it break that the ACC just folded on Tuesday morning. But, I mean, I don't, I don't foresee that. I'll tell you this. The people that I've talked to who are kind of informed with the league, I, I think they have, they have giggled at some of the wild media speculation about this expansion to 24 teams and stuff like that. One person just said that's news to ESPN. 24 will never make sense because there aren't 24 that can create enough money to make it worth anyone's while. There might not be 20. Well, look, even it – there's no guarantee even from the standpoint of anything past 16. There's no real guarantee. I was reading Pete Thamel about it this morning, talking about what's the Pac-12 going to do, what's the ACC going to do. All those kind of things, and there's the, the the number of schools that actually can create more than their share to make it worth anyone's while is basically over, for the most part. Uh, you got Notre Dame, what well, outside of Notre right. Dame, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's it, one. And then if you say, okay, give me another one that guarantees ESPN or Fox another share, guarantees it. Mm-mm. Well, you get into some maybes. Oh, there are maybes. You know, maybe North Carolina. Maybe. Um, maybe Oregon. We can have a discussion on Oregon. Um, after that, you start reaching a little. You, you, could, you could have a conversation about Washington. About, At its peak, Clemson. Counts. About Clemson. Clemson you counts. could probably have a conversation about Duke. What does Duke look like in a post-Mike Krzyzewski basketball world where basketball has become essentially a six-week sport? Like say basketball is not pushing the dial even enough to have the conversation, though. No, I've never once, not one time in all of this no. expansion talk, heard anyone mention any sport not named football. Yes, this has not been about basketball in the absolute slightest. I've never heard anyone mention basketball. I've never heard anyone mention baseball. I've never heard anyone mention Olympic sports. No. It has always been about football. Yes. And so what does Duke bring to the football table? Nothing. Nothing. And so you start talking about who brings something to the football table. It's Notre Dame, obviously. And then it's probably next is probably Oregon. And then it's maybe North Carolina because of how big of a market that is. And, and then, man, it's a real stretch after that. Possibly Clemson. But when you start talking about possibly ESPN. Well, and historically, North Carolina has been average. They're not pushing more than their share. Right. I don't mean on the field. It's cause what, is, what, is that, what does that bring? ESPN's looking at this going, okay, so if we have North Carolina in our inventory. Yeah, sure. North Carolina versus Alabama, what does that do for us? North Carolina versus Georgia, what does that do for us from an eyeball standpoint? North Carolina versus Ole Miss, those kinds of games. And they have to think about that. So we get North Carolina, LSU. Does that do enough for us to justify but, adding them? Because here's the thing. You're going to get an SEC game anyway. Right. So if you is North Carolina, Georgia more valuable than just, hey, let's just have Georgia play Oklahoma again? We'll just do that more often. Cool, cool. All right, sweet. Yeah, it's yeah. The question is, does North Carolina LSU do anything more than Mississippi State LSU? Yeah, 
And I think the answer is no, not really. Yeah, me too. Now, does Notre Dame? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, they're the one exception that's a yes. Notre Dame's ESPN goes, absolutely, sign us up. Because yeah. Notre Dame, LSU, Notre yeah. Dame, Tennessee, yeah, those they, they, you're moving dials now. Yeah, sure. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Thanks to everyone who took advantage of uh, the new customer 50% offer last week. You still get $20 off your first order with code MPW. When you want to use that, we told you about all the five different flavors they have. They also uh, have their raw peel tail-off IQF uh, shrimp. It's just like what you get in the grocery store, except you know the farming practices are better. Coming straight from New Orleans, you get two-pound bags of that shipped straight to your door as well. It's great for uh, marinating and grilling and sautéing and doing all the things you would with the uh, shrimp you would pick up otherwise at the supermarket. So whether it's one of those... Or the five flavors available to you straight from freezer to plate in less than 10 minutes. Ship to your door. It's Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Code MPW. Brought to you by MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're looking to diversify, you're looking to leave the corporate rat race to gain control of your income and schedule, MyPerfectFranchise.net offers the ability to create income and wealth. Let Andy Ludecki guide you through a comprehensive franchise evaluation. He has tons of franchise and business ownership experience to lean on. If you hate your job, you hate your boss, you hate your pay, if you feel stuck, Andy can help. It's Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. We're brought to you by Solutions Rx. It's a probiotic, multivitamin, and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside the U.S. under the highest standards. If you take diabetes, high blood pressure medicine, or cholesterol medications, they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, and energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support to put those vitamins back into your body to help with those side effects, helping you stay more compliant. It's solutionsrx.com. Type in the promo code OEP at checkout to get 10% off your first order. We're brought to you by Holcomb Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Holcomb, Mississippi. They custom build your building to your specifications, however you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings. Holcomb Portable Buildings can accommodate you. All you do is uh, get in touch with them. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. They make it happen. In-house financing is available. Free delivery and set up within 75 miles of Holcomb as well. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or check out them on Facebook or Instagram at Holcomb Portable Buildings. Father's Day is almost upon us. Dead Soxy is the perfect. I'm sorry. I'm reading, I had a Ron Burgundy moment there. Uh, it's deadsoxy.com. I've got to update that. Deadsoxy.com. Go uh, to promo code rebelgrove at deadsoxy.com. Get 25% off your entire order of the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system. Uh, in the market that's available to stop hangovers before they start, the warm-up patch used before or while you drink, the overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play, GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout. And we're brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. To learn more about ACS, just go to ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Podcast is brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting and understands your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-E at communitymtg.com. Let's see. Uh, 
There it is. Yeah, so yeah, you you didn't already question mark at least, so you're you're fine. Um <clears throat> repeat the line. Repeat the Um, so that's it. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, you, you probably can interpret through some of Lane's answers today and get at least how he feels about some different positions or things, but even that is going to be reading through some nothingness. He uh, hates those questions. So Lane, you got two quarterbacks. Tell me about that. Where are you kind of sitting with that right now? They're really competing. I haven't seen them this summer. We don't, we don't, we don't have one yet. So it's going to be his answer. He actually will probably go more negative on stuff like that today. That's my so? that's my prediction. Really? Yeah. The he will downplay expectations. Because frankly, Lane is in danger territory right now from a perception standpoint. Because I keep seeing these people putting Ole Miss second in the West. And I'm not saying Ole Miss can't finish second in the West. Because they absolutely can. But Ole Miss could finish fifth in the West. So you have to when you're in that boat, you've got to hey slow your roll. We got to, we got to replace a lot of people. We're gonna hear about how good Matt Corral was, how good Sam Williams was, all pertinent points. How there's I guess some question marks. Sure, still working on things. Sure, someone will cue him up, probably with I won't say the question will be planted, but I won't be surprised if the question is planted about. NIL and stuff because Lane likes that topic. And that's how he gets a lot of national. Lane likes to get national headlines. He's not going to get national headlines talking about his linebacker room. He's going to get national headlines talking about NIL and the transfer portal and the cost of NIL and how NIL has basically become pay for play. I'm waiting for a Things coach. Things he's already said a thousand times. But I'm waiting for a coach to just come out and say, can we stop calling this NIL? Can we stop it? Because this is not NIL. I'm for the players getting paid, but let's call it what it is. This is pay for play. And so when you get into pay for play, I'm, and again, I'm putting myself in the shoes of a coach. When you talk about pay for play, well, now you have to talk about this becoming a professional sport. And in professional sports that work, there are salary caps. In professional sports that work, there are luxury tax things. There are sure. things that can be done to de-incentivize overspending. The Yankees can't just the Yankees can spend all that they want to, but if the Yankees go spend five hundred million, they pay another two hundred and some odd million in tax. And at some point ownership goes, whoa. Sure. What college football is becoming is what would happen if the Yankees didn't have a tax. If the Yankees were like, screw it. We don't have to worry about slot. Over slot, under slot. We don't have to worry about salary caps. We've got $800,000, $800 million for, for um, salary. Let's do it. And Tampa's got $40 million. And, hey, we're going to kick their ass just by sheer money. No punishment. I'm waiting for a coach to say that. NIL was supposed to be name, image, and likeness. It was supposed to be that deal where a kid like Matt Corral, let's use him last year, when every little kid running around Vaught-Hemingway Stadium was wearing a number two jersey, we could get past the, oh, well, they all just like the number two. That's the fun number this year. That's the hot number for kids. No, they're wearing a Matt Corral jersey. So let Matt Corral get a cut of those sales. 
That's what name, image, likeness was supposed to be. So that when you played the video game and the quarterback that played for Ole Miss, the little animated quarterback, gosh, he sure looks like Matt Corral. Sure plays like Matt Corral. Do you think it's possible that maybe that is Matt Corral? Matt Corral might be able to get his cut of every time someone bought EA Sports 2022, whatever. Whatever. That's what it was supposed to be. Name, image, likeness was supposed to be for the Mason Brooks show. Mason comes on. He does a show with us every week. It's brought to you by the Rogue, right? And he gets money for that because he's using his name, his image, his likeness. But now it's just straight pay for play. And I'm waiting for a coach to say that. We're not offering NIL, guys. We're offering salary. Um, Crime with a question that is, is relevant. He says, then the question of has pay-per-play been around in college football or is this new? USC and others have been able to give kids more, so why weren't they in the past? Simply because of the NCAA rules. It's it's increased the price. It's It has made things more expensive. Um, because you've taken away the quote criminal end yes. quote element. It, it is made it, it is normalized it for more people to get involved, people to get involved on higher levels, if and frankly like, to start competing publicly. That hey, no, I'm yeah. the big and that's doing this, and yeah. you're and I'm doing. You know, again, it, mine's bigger than yours. It takes Watch a this. certain type of person. Because look, there's the other side of this too. There's a lot of people who still would rather give under the table and go, I do not want to publicly be seen doing this crap. Yes. So it plays both sides. But, no, it has not changed the power dynamic as far as different programs or anything like that. But it has different programs. But sorry, a different number of programs being at the top. Yeah. However, it has changed the price, it has changed the value, and it has even created less parity than it was before because of that. No, it's – You're the pay business- play has always been here. Yes, yes it's but, not but new. You're the businessman in Houston who's a Texas A&M guy, okay? Sure. Or a Texas guy or an Oklahoma guy. Whatever. I don't want to pick on Texas A&M here today because, frankly, they've not done anything wrong. No. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, Jimbo's right. When he was, we haven't broken any laws. He's essentially right. I mean, it's the NIL pay-for-play thing. But back to my point, if you're the businessman in Houston in the past, if you got caught giving $100,000 to a Texas A&M player, it was a scandal. Sure. That rocked the Houston Chronicle to its core and impacted your business. Now it's okay. Hey, you boy, you really love the Aggies, huh? Cool. <laughs> and there's there's a big difference in that. Are you going to quote commit a crime if the punishment is maybe a few people go, man, really? As opposed to, oh, your business shuts down and you you get a black eye on your name and your family, and there's a big difference. A big difference. I mean, a really, really big difference. We're allowing. We t- I talked about this months ago. You got the guy at Florida. You got the guy at Miami. You're almost you're normalizing and bringing some of the more shady figures of college football recruiting to the forefront to actually honestly give them power in your program mm-hmm. now too, which is a sure. different level of. You know, we mentioned back when we had this conversation the first time. We mentioned you know Shapiro at Miami and people. Well, today those people are celebrated because they're the ones pushing to this extent to be able to to do these things and it is completely being normalized you got the guy at florida that's raised the you know 22 million or whatever it was that the athletic wrote the big preview or profile on uh a, a couple months ago where the power dynamic changing is what is fascinating to me um is is, is the level to which the people who used to be 
quietly in some control now are publicly celebrated. And that's a weird, interesting move as we mm-hmm. as we go through this. And it's yeah, no. Look, I, I I get a coach would have to say there is this going on. Not that I'm personally doing it, obviously, but um, it's, it's what's doing it's, it's it's. And here's the deal: it's not just in football; it's in everything. I mean, sure. baseball is doing this now. Sure. I mean, look at LSU's class. That wasn't by freaking accident, right? I mean, this is no. They invested in it. Yeah, of course. Whatever matters to you. Whatever matters to your fan base, sure. you can push this in. If there's a school out there that goes, by God, we want to win at women's golf, you can go win at women's golf right but now. But that's a really good example, baseball, for example, at LSU even. And baseball's always been important there. But if you gave $50,000 to help get the shortstop. This wasn't a thing. But if it were yeah. and you got caught, it was oh. – you were the guy that brought down the program. Yeah. Now it's, hey, man, appreciate you helping out with that shortstop. Yeah. That dude's good. Oh, it's totally changed. Now, what is the shortstop doing for that $50,000? A couple of tweets? Yeah, nobody's real sure about that. It's people go, well, I mean, you know, like someone in the thread said, influencers. Yeah, cool. I mean, I, I, look, I'm not criticizing. Because that's the problem. When it, when it, when it was, they think, this thing was supposed to get started, there was supposed to be this almost committee that kind of did mm-hmm. market value. <laughs> good job. Right. A, it's impossible. There's no market to have value of yet. But when it's a football player that's got like a high school kid who's got yeah. like 2,600 followers, there's no way that you can intelligently look at that and go, oh, yeah, that's going to have the same influence as the supermodel with, with 4.2 million followers. The gymnast from LSU, Olivia yeah, Dunn. Who says, hey, try this uh, makeup removal system that yeah, I do. Sure. Here's, here's my makeup routine. And yeah, and that company, Revlon or whoever the hell, they're going to sell. They're going to see the impact from that, because every sixteen and seventeen year old girl that sees that is going to go out and buy that makeup. I'm not sure that the football player that's the the high school signee actually moves the needle. I don't know that the. I mean, I I just don't know that the market's settling because it's just getting more. I know it's only been a year, but it's not yet. Prices are up two to three times off when this thing first started. Mm-hmm. What was a hundred is now is three. What well, was one fifty is now four fifty. To put it in Ole Miss parlance for a minute, yeah. The question with Ole Miss that if I mean if, if I could have a sit down with Lane Kiffin, this is where I would go. And I wouldn't want to do it in front of fifty people. So and I sure as hell wouldn't want to do it in front of a ballroom. But the question I would and I'll never get this. But the question I would have is, you intelligently probably ahead of your time, figured out at Ole Miss last year the way to go was the transfer portal. But what you, to your point, Chase, what, you, what a year ago cost $50,000 to get done yeah, is now going to cost $200,000 to get done. In the transfer portal, there's a lot of, okay, well, that guy got this, I want that. There's very little, well, he, you know, he plays more value, no, it's the transfer portal. And so you have kids in the transfer portal now that are pretty smart about it. They're sort of shopping around a little bit. They're not jumping right away. They're kind of shopping around. And so if the price has gone up 300%, (coughs) 400%, excuse me, I'm sorry, how many of those guys can you afford? And when you have kind of built your rebuild around the transfer portal, at some point do you have to pivot because of, the shift in the market. 
and there are obviously exceptions in the middle, but what's happening, and this is football, this is basketball, this is baseball, this is every sport. What is happening a lot of times is that kids are one of two. They either have picked out their location and where they're transferring before they ever get into the portal, and they know exactly where they're going, and that's going to be the decision, and they they sort of almost work to make sure everything's fair and legal and all that, not right. fair, but legal and, and, right. and whatever. Or you got the kid that goes, hey, just pay me. Whoever's paying them, sure, sounds sure. good. Sure. Well, you either have to get on the very front end of tampering and be as illegal as anybody else in the country, yep. or you got to have a really big pocketbook. Yep. Or, I mean, I, again, there is a middle, but I don't know, 70% of the kids, something like that. Sure. And that's probably a little low, something like that. Because a lot of these kids are looking at this like, I'm going someplace for one year. I'm not going to build emotional ties in a year. I really well, don't pay me and get me to the league. Yeah, I really don't give a damn. So pay me and get me to the league. And it's happened with football. I mean, it you know, between NIL and draft, it's probably going on somewhat with this kid from Long Beach State in baseball who's about to choose his school. Like yeah. where he goes, hey, what's my opportunity to pitch for a year that I can go pro? Cool. And you're going to pay me some money. Cool. Hey, sweet. Yeah, because the programs are all the same. Yeah, the dirt bags can't match that at Long Beach. Of course. Not. So they sit there and go, yeah, have a good time, yeah. enjoy it. So you know, he's looking. He's looking at one thing. Who's yeah. going to pay me the most? Yeah. He's down to Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Oklahoma State. So whoever bids the highest will get him. Yeah. All three of those teams. They're all going to win. And they're all going to win. They're all going to have fans at their games. And he doesn't care about that anyway. It'll all look huge to him. He plays at Long Beach. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, whatever. What is truly at the end of the day, what's the difference between being the Saturday starter at Ole Miss or the Saturday starter at Oklahoma State? I mean, really, what's the difference? Yeah. Scouts will find you. Yeah, they're going to be at Big 12 and SEC games. Yeah. If you pitch in one of those two leagues, they're, they're going to see you. Truth is, if you pitch it anywhere, Kennesaw Valley, A&M, yeah. they're going to see you. But if you pitch in one of those two leagues, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're at Missouri or LSU. If you pitch in the SEC, they're going to see you. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to money. And you're only going to be there, like you're getting there, and at this point, getting there in August, and you're leaving in June. So you're going to be there for nine to ten months. How much emotional attachment are you truly going to build in one of those places in nine to ten months? Not much. So you're making a professional decision. And again, it's not, but it's not NIL. It's pay for play. Here is three hundred thousand dollars or whatever to come pitch for my team. Yeah, I mean, it, it, to go full circle with that, LSU and baseball decided it was incredibly worth it to spend an amount, an amount of money that would be a game-changing recruiting situation, something that would not happen prior to the portal and NIL. I guess NIL, they're not technically related, even though they are. So, sure, 100%. I mean, uh, so Lane will, I guess, not to get crazy off topic, yeah, they will get some of those thoughts. They'll get some of those questions. There'll be no real answers. There'll be some opinions here or there, but it's nothingness. He's going to get quarterback questions that, A, he's not I'm not going sure to know he knows the answer, and if he does, he's not going to say it out loud right now. He's not going to say out loud. Let's just say Luke Altmyer is his quarterback, and he knows it. Sure. Okay? He knows it. He's not going to say that. You don't want Jackson Dart to go, screw it, man, i got to get out of here. Split reps in Atlanta, in your opinion, yes or no? Third week of the year. Yeah. You think they're still splitting? 
that's probably the last week. Because yeah. look, if they're not 4-0 and come October the 1st, something went terribly wrong, and all of this... Yeah, all of this hype that we're doing, we were wrong, 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 wrong. The first game on the schedule is October the first. Yeah, and by then I think you need to have your quarterback. They get a month to do whatever. I mean, they're not going to go to Atlanta and lose. So go. I mean, again, if they yeah. do something, something beyond the quarterback position is bad. Wrong. Yeah, I won't be the guy that goes. Oh, there's no chance they lose. I mean, do I think they're going to lose at Georgia Tech? No, I don't. Troy, FCS, Georgia Tech, and Tulsa. They're going to win those yeah, games. Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and Tulsa. They should be four and zero. Yeah, and then it gets real. Because you get Kentucky, and then you get Vanderbilt. Andy. And then after that, it gets real. I mean, unless you are one of these people that's doing the Auburn thing, and I refuse to do it. I, I will not do it. I don't care. I'm just going to tell you now, if Ole Miss is 6-0 and and just looking like a rolling ball of butcher knives, I'm not going to write up the Auburn game as a W because Ole Miss doesn't beat Auburn very often. And until that changes, I'm not going to go, oh, yeah, that's a sure thing. But then after that, it's – at LSU, at Texas A&M, Alabama at home. Ding, ding. At Arkansas, Mississippi State at home. I mean, there's the second half of the schedule is not the same as the first half of the schedule. No. So he's got some time to figure it out, which is back to the point, July the 18th, is he going to name a starter today? I mean, I would be stunned, like flabbergasted, if Lane Kippen said to the media today, yeah, Jackson Dart will be our starter. Yeah, Luke Altmeyer will be the starter. Yeah. No, they're going to have competition in camp. I, and I think that's a true answer. I mean, I'm sure they have a sense as to who might be the starter. But let's say that you went into camp going, I think it's going to be Luke. And then 10 days in, Dart's making all the throws and Luke isn't. Well, you pivot at that point. Mm-hmm. This isn't like last year where Matt Corral was the quarterback. And the only way Matt Corral wouldn't be the quarterback is if something physically happened to Matt Corral. Yeah. Talk a little baseball draft here in a second after uh, after this break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? 
Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com. We're one day away from Tasting Tuesdays. It's 11 to 3, all through June, all through July, and August. They have one house cheese, one house condiment available to sample one day here a week, and it's on Tuesdays. Come back each week, try the new options. That's on White Oak Lane, just off Molly Bar in Oxford. You also can get their uh, their lunch menu. They say I see where they're making their uh, homemade cannolis right now for uh, this week as well. And they make all their cheeses locally and in-house every single day right here in Oxford. That's 662-419-9201, or check out their Instagram page at Johnston Hill Creamery. Brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. Been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Whatever your jewelry needs are, engagement rings, wedding rings, watches, pearls, whatever, they've got it. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. It's still very hot outside. If something, a massive heat wave actually is supposed to come through here in the next couple of weeks. If your uh, air conditioning unit is sputtering, Get in touch with the people at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, but it's the same great products, the same great services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you're in Memphis, uh, Hernando, that area, get in touch with Southern, 662-429-4429. We're brought to you by the College Corner. It's one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. and Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's mypinwealth.com. M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth.com. John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated is the guy to get in touch with if you want to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you options you won't find on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at RegencyTravel.net. And brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, Handcrafted cocktails. <coughs> Man, I'm sorry. Frozen libations, amazing candlelit patio, and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. Podcast is brought to you, also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSaint. To fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. Everything you need when you need it with G and M. Also with their med packs, they'll individually package your medication for that extra step. Maybe it's help with a uh, parent or a loved one to make sure they have everything they need when they need it. Morning pouch, evening pouch, and so on. So again, in Oxford, that's on South Lamar, 662-236-2222. As I mentioned in the opening, Ole Miss, uh, not surprising, but didn't get much help last night in the Major League Baseball draft. Um, again, Jackson Ferris, the left-hander, um, 
throws very, very, very hard. He was he was not going to show up anyway. Uh, he did not even sign up for summer school. He had right. done nothing to indicate his arrival at Ole Miss. Um, I know he went lower than his slot number is, but anyone peddling to you today does not understand the process whatsoever, and I've seen a little of that. Um, Jackson Ferris going to sign a professional contract. There's a lot of fan – what well, you, it, it, it's two. It's that and a no, 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 Ole Miss. You just about got he. Uh, and then it's a complete not understanding. Baseball's draft is a little – it's not complicated, but you do have to understand it. And if you don't understand it, it's very easy to not get what's happening. So a team a has a slot value. Uh, every pick has a slot value. If every you, team has a pool of their top ten picks. But if let's say you take a kid – Joe Johnson in the second round, and the slot value on that pick is 1.2. Okay? Yep. Whatever. I'm just throwing numbers yeah, out. sure. If you don't get him signed, you don't get to take that 1.2 and use it elsewhere. It's just gone for a year. That's correct. So if you're taking a kid in the second round, you've communicated with that kid and his representation and said, here's what we can do. Would that do it? And they'll and bump the him a little over his number. And if the answer's not in the affirmative, you're probably taking someone else. Yes. Um... <laughs> you know, today – well, we'll get there. I'll explain that in a second. Anyway, Jackson Ferris, 47 of the Cubs. He will sign. And then I thought they had had a chance to escape on Roman Anthony, the outfielder out of um, out of Stone, Stone Douglas High School. He – the Red Sox, the Blue Jays were all over him. Um, the Red Sox passed on him at 41. I thought maybe Blue Jays passed on him later on too. And then the Red Sox – in round uh, in their with their third pick, uh, the end of the of, of the day, the end of the comp round two, it, pick seventy nine. They did take him. Um, he will get somewhere between one and a half and two million dollars. Is kind of what I'm hearing on that. His slot is below that, but that is well. They they saved money with their first pick and then took a guy with their second pick that actually is going to need some oversign too. So I don't know. They're going to be a candidate here, seven, eighth, ninth, tenth round. Guy, look, I hope he gets paid, but a Tim Elko. You take him in like the eighth round where you literally right. can give Tim $5,000, right. save a hundred grand, and throw that on somebody else. Right. Because Tim has no option. He, if he wants to play professional baseball, He that is his best offer is right. to take the five or $10,000. So if you do that in two or three, four rounds, well, suddenly you've accumulated two fifty, three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand dollars $350,000 to show out in other places right. at that point. So you have a lot of that as well. You have – There'll be some guys picked today. You go, wow, he was taken in the top ten rounds. Yeah, but he was handed like a Snickers bar because they're yeah, literally they're, the, they're, the they're, slot value will be one hundred and fifty thousand, and he'll get ten. Yes, and for the team, that's they're like, manipulating their entire bank. Is of what course, they're, doing. they're taking one hundred and forty thousand dollars surplus, and that kid in the second round that is asking for more than slot. Well, suddenly he has it. Yes, that is that's how, that how it works. So, uh, today is somewhat of a big day. MLB, MLB draft coverage is, is tough for fanboys. It really is. It's, yeah. it's a very difficult thing for the fanboys. They, they, they can't take their goggles off, and they get exposed in the draft. It's one of the, one of the things I actually kind of like about the MLB draft is that it exposes the fanboys. Today, rounds 3 through 10, 11 through 20 tomorrow. I, I would expect you'll see a good many Ole Miss guys come off the board today. Delusia, Dunhurst. Graham, Bench, Elko. I think all those are very prime candidates to get drafted at some point during these seven rounds today. Um, Delucia would be the one to watch. I expect him to sign. I expect him to get drafted, probably get somewhere in the neighborhood of a $300,000 signing bonus. It's just kind of a get educated guess. Um, 
I get where the temptation would be for him to come back. Because coming back, I don't think he loses any money. Because right. unless he gets hurt, he's going to get the same thing next year for the most part. Right. Because he technically has two years left. He wanted to use it. Um, he would get the same thing next year, give or take. Ole Miss could get him some NIL money, which probably would be in the six figures. He'd be closer to graduating, all that kind of stuff, right. if that matters. Where it's a long, it's a longer-term deal, but you're probably not really actually out any revenue. But at some point, he turns 22 – if you're going to pitch, go pitch. That's the thing. You know, you want to play professionally. Here's a club that's going to take you, and they're going to invest in you. And at some point, if you want, I wrote this on the message board yesterday. If you want to play professionally, at some point you have to start playing professionally. And what's he going to achieve? I mean, he was the MVP of the College World Series. I mean, I guess he could go dominate the SEC and and, and yeah, all be that. an ace the whole year and all that stuff. But I don't know that he can really improve his stock. Although Kumar Rocker says hello, but we'll get to that in a minute. I don't know how much you can improve your stock coming back if your stuff is kind of the same. If you still are the same guy, you still you're still a right hander, ninety one to ninety three. You know, yeah, I mean, you are projecting. You're probably still the same guy a year from now that you are now. And so, if a team takes you in the fourth round today, for example, you're. you're probably smart move is to get into their organization and get your career started. That's Josh Holiday's kid that went first? Yeah. Okay. Andrew Jones' kid going second? Or something like that? Boy, some of the comps with him are just out of sight. The one that actually looks the same is he and Fernando Tatis Jr. have a lot of similarities. Oh, really? Yeah. I love Drew Jones. I'm just going to tell you that. You're in. Totally. And the Holiday Kid is going to be a great player. It's pretty obvious. And OSU commit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. (laughs) Don't like their chances. I mean, I'm sure his dad's in one hand, slightly disappointed that he's not going to get to coach his son because that, that kid would make his team a lot better. But on the other hand, I, I suspect that the money that he'll get with the number one pick slot will assuage a lot of those uh, wounds. He'll feel much better. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make things okay. going to be okay. It's Matt Holiday's kid, yeah. Not, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Totally different kind of player than his dad. But. Yeah, that's right. So what did you think of Kumar going third? Because the, 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 there was this shock that, that happened. Right before it happened, I was kind of on Twitter. I'd just gotten home, and um, I was catching up a little bit on social media after being in the air all day. And uh, this buzz came out that Rocker was going to go much higher than people anticipated. Boy, if you're the New York Mets medical people, you are, I mean, you don't ever cheer for someone to be a complete disaster. But you're running into the baseball version of the Dolphins with Drew Brees mm-hmm. going. about to nope. say the same thing. Yep. Because if Kumar Rocker goes to Texas. And they're going to get him discounted. The rumors are he's going to take about $2 million below slot. Yeah. Slot for his pick is 7.587. So five and a half-ish. Right. And they've got two million to play with now with the rest of their draft, which yeah, makes that's them a, a, that's a That's a bank. Makes They're showing up with – yeah, you know they're carrying it around. Yeah, right carrying now. The you case. get Rocker at a two million dollar deficit, and he's healthy. Suddenly, you want oh. the draft. 
But now, if he's not healthy, you lost the draft because it's the third pick in the draft. Sure. So they must feel he's healthy. They must be comfortable with his medicals. They must be. Otherwise, it makes no sense. It's a big kid. It's a violent delivery. He's good now. He can be damn good. Um, yeah, let's not underplay how good he was at no, Vanderbilt. No, I mean, he... I mean, dude was dominant. Dude was dominant. The right kind of jerk on the mound. I mean, he gets all the intangibles are there. Checks every single box. Smart kid, confident kid, they get, big time They arm. get to do the big PR thing, pair him back up with lighter and all that stuff. Sure. Sure. Checks lots of boxes. I just wonder what the Mets must have thought yesterday. And supposedly the Rangers were not the only team that was itching, to, to, itching go. to go there. Because I'd heard three. I'd heard some Cubs buzz, which is probably why I was a little disappointed. At seven. Way. Yeah, I was kind of con- a little disappointed with the way the Cubs draft played out. Ah, Horton's all right. You're good. He's fine. Um, Horton felt like a real reach to me at seven. I'm I'm just gonna. He was that. like twenty. Is where. Well, you're talking about a kid who's only been throwing a breaking ball because of Tommy John the way he has for like three months. I mean, you could run the risk of it being the big fastball kid. Now, look, that was a slaughter was a damn hammer against Ole Miss. It was. He's got a lot of got a lot of depth on that slider from that arm slot. You don't and analytically, see it looks really good. You don't see it a lot, so it's it, he. You know, if you're a hitter, that's not the arm slot that you see depth of a slider in that spot. But he didn't have but a handful of games, and I know they were big games in the NCAA and. In the College World Series final, he pitched really well against Ole Miss on that Saturday or Sunday, whatever that was. I get it. But seventh, with some of those guys behind him that were available, it just kind of felt like a reach. Where'd you want him to go at that point? Well, there were all those infielders that were bats that I, I was kind of hoping they'd jump on one of those guys. Or I was hoping they would take the Parada kid that ended up going to the Mets. I'm scared of the big arm right there at seven. <laughs> Unless it's a super proven arm. Well, there are some clubs that go. No, we're gonna we're we're gonna draft bats and fielders, and we're gonna we're gonna trade for arms. I mean, there there is that thing because the arms are rentals in a lot of ways. So go get the bats, go get the players, get the everyday guys, and then figure the arms out. In many ways, the pitchers have become kind of like running backs. You just take a bunch of them and you figure it out. But. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I have nothing against the kid. I hope it works out. I, I think. <laughs> I think what's happened with me, and I said this on the board yesterday, I realized that I've begun to lose faith in the Cubs. I'm not sure that I trust the people who are making decisions anymore. Jacob Berry goes number six overall to the Marlins, the uh, yeah. LSU I would have third liked, baseman. I would have liked for him to have fallen one more spot. Given that option. Yeah. Like Jacob Berry, the path for him to the bigs is pretty easy to – Pick out. Jace Young from Texas Tech feels like he's been in college baseball for a decade. He goes 12 with the Tigers. Um, the, Suzak, the catcher out of Arizona, went pretty high, 19, 20, somewhere in there. I saw – I've seen a good bit of him because of Ole Miss here uh, in, the, uh, in the past. Yeah, 19 to the, uh, the athletics is where, uh, is where he went. I think it's going to be a thorn in your side if you do get back into your Cubs fandom is the Cardinals, I think, had a hell of a pick at 22 with Cooper Jerpy out of Oregon State. Oh, that, sure. that, that kid's going to be a stud. I, I I love that kid. 
They could take me and turn me into something. That's just the way they – It was the underrated thing of the postseason that didn't get talked about. And now, look, Ole Miss, I mean, call it destiny, whatever, and they have their ring. Auburn beating Oregon State and not making you have to deal with Jerpy that first mm-hmm. day in Omaha. A critical path along the road sure. there for, uh, for Ole Miss was avoiding him. So, uh, yeah, he's – um. He's, he's quite good. I like him. Winning a, a championship requires luck. Absolutely requires luck. Just does. No matter what, you have to have some luck. Saw a stat that I mean, out of the first 18 college kids taken, nine of them were committed to LSU or Vanderbilt. Something like that. Whew. Yeah, they were rocked. From a draft standpoint, both those programs were rocked. Now, they – they expected to be rocked, which is why they had so much portal room, mm-hmm. scholarships and different things, even some NIL that these guys would have gotten too. But Yeah, Tim Corbin's been down this road a time or two. He he knew he was about to get. Now, the Corbin rumor that's interesting, yeah, really interesting, Okay, is Tim Corbin going to Texas, going to the major leagues. The major leagues doesn't feel – Right. But there is a ton of buzz that he sees what's coming from a scholarship standpoint, getting evening and getting out of Nashville. That's been really yeah. prevalent yeah. over the course of the last few months. A lot of people believe that that, that is – there's a lot of people that do not believe Tim Corbin is still going to be the Vanderbilt coach in 2024. Yeah. Just something to keep an because eye on. Because if it evens out – I mean, they're not going to suck, but it's not yeah, the no. current situation. Something to keep an eye on. I think his days in Nashville are numbered. Had a run. No, he's had a hell of a run. He can find a gig. It's going to be all right. Landon Sims, the state pitcher who had Tommy John, went 34 overall to the Diamondbacks. Um, Jordan Back for Tennessee, 38. Drew Gilbert went pretty high, too. I think the Astros, somewhere in the 20s. Yeah, what was interesting was a couple of the of the UCL guys still got their paydays. Yeah. Um, Sims, Paulette. Hunter Barco. Yeah. Tells you what Major League Baseball thinks of that injury. Um, Oklahoma, Jake Bennett goes 45 overall to the Nationals. So the two guys that Ole Miss faced go 7-45 and 45, um, in the draft from the Sooners. Um, Connor Prelip, 48 to the Twins. Interested about Prelip. I, I want to see, like, get him healthy. We finally maybe get to see what he has. I mean, it's somebody who was supposed to come in and anchor that Alabama rotation for three years. Another, and, another one. And change Brad Bohannon's career, frankly. And it shows you MLB is not remotely concerned with that injury. No. Um, Caden Wallace from Arkansas goes 49 to the Royals. Um, Peyton Graham, the shortstop. That was an interesting pick to me, the Royals going with him, because you obviously Dayton Moore had seen him play a lot with his son playing on that team. So it tells you how much they valued him. To me, and I've said this all year, Caden Wallace as a Major League Baseball player, I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar or anything like that, but that dude's going to be a productive MLB player for a long time. You just don't see guys with that big of a body as athletic as he is very often. Yeah. Peyton Graham, 51 to the Tigers, the shortstop from Oklahoma who had the big critical error and didn't play very well at all against Ole Miss. Uh, Blake Tidwell, pitcher from Tennessee, 52 to the Mets. Um, State's catcher, Logan Tanner, went 55 to the Reds. You mentioned Paulette. They go 62 to the White Sox. Um, Judd Fabian, talk about a fall. A guy who was a potential 1-1 a year ago, Mm -hmm. 67 to the Orioles. Now went to the Orioles. The Orioles 
you got a shot there to get a big steal at 67. But. Sure. Well, they've done really well with developing college players. Yeah, and then Bob Moore, Arkansas, 72 to the Brewers. Had a, had a, had a tough year, got a little better there toward the end. Yeah. Picked it up a little. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. I don't see guys, but I don't know that he's a major league player. It, he's a he's a very good defensive player, maybe borderline elite defensive player. I just don't know that he has the bat. That bat is streaky at best, and yeah, got some got a lot of the other tools. He knows how to obviously knows how to play the game, all that stuff. But boy, that bat was pretty inconsistent last year. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So, again, give their office a call. Get the best internet in Lafayette County. Again, that's 662-238-3159. I'll have a mailbag up on Wednesday. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you. Uh, obviously, it's always free for the candidate. All conversations are going to be kept confidential, so you've got nothing to lose by giving them a call. And if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find hard talent, they can help you there as well. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138. Check out their new and improved website, Service Specialist. LTD.com. I mentioned the Rogue earlier in the show. It's your place uh, for fine men's clothing. They've got all the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or the Rogue.com. And don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile, so call Corinth Dental today. For a no-cost digital scan of your teeth, let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. There's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions. Horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. Get in touch with Bowers Cone, Susan Walt, the people there at Southern Traditions to learn more. Uh, it's Bowers Cone one the number one, at gmail.com or message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Kind of a fun story on ESPN.com of the uh, the ten rules that Pete Alonzo tries to take into the home run derby as he attempts to win it a, uh, a third time. As a kid, that was fun. Yeah, it's still fun to watch. What you worry about with some of those guys is that they screw their swing up. Hey, that's mentioned the stick. Don't, don't do something that causes an issue at some point. Cause I remember one year Sosa was in that, and he wasn't the same for like three weeks. Really? Just got all jacked out. Yeah, just you know, a swing is a is a very refined thing. 
and you mess with it, and sometimes it's hard to get it back. I would not want, if I'm a major league front office, I really don't want a lot of my guys in that deal. As much as it's good pub and people like to watch it. And I don't remember what channel they were on. I guess it was MLB Network watching the old timers and that black and white TV show, the Home Run Derby mm-hmm. TV show back in the day. They did it from Wrigley or wherever they did it. The Wrigley Field out in Los Angeles. Yeah, and it yeah. was yeah, it was. It's actually it was. It was it's a. It's a. If you've never seen it, it's a cool. Go find it on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. And because I mean, you're talking about Mays and Mantle and. Yeah, those guys Ernie Banks and Hank Aaron and all those guys, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about having your their 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 home run derby. Um, it was pretty cool. <clears throat> I found myself this morning. Not something I typically did. I was a coworker. I agreed with Mike Farrell. Um, I did too on this Caleb Williams thing. Yeah, it's pulling up over the internet. A bunch of USC homers trying to take exception to what Farrell did. Um, Farrell now with his own shop. I don't know what it's called, but whatever. Um. Caleb Williams knew he was going to USC from the moment that Lincoln Riley took the job or before. He was not considering staying in Oklahoma. He was waiting for anything to run out so he did not get accused of tampering with Oklahoma and USC fighting each other over tampering with Lincoln Riley is what it was. Um, I know this because, I mean, Ole Miss tried to get involved. A lot of schools tried to get involved. Auburn, Wisconsin, on down the road. Sure. Um. Farrell, and I'll pull it up. I've got the actual, um, what what spurred all this. Mike Farrell, obviously, the former head of recruiting for Rivals. Um, Caleb Williams' dad says, oh, OU fans drove his son away. Is how it started. Farrell says, this is beyond ridiculous. Kid was gone, and entering the portal and not expecting OU to get another quarterback is laughable. He's correct. He's right. Um, Williams' dad's quote, we didn't know what we were going to do, and honestly, when we went to the portal, Oklahoma was at the top of the list, but they did some things that weren't in his best interest. No, they didn't. No, they Oklahoma didn't. did nothing Stop. that Stop. was against his interest. You were not going. You are trying to hide the fact still that tampering was so prevalent inside that situation. If you wanted to stay at Oklahoma, you would have gone to Oklahoma quietly and said, hey, we need to put some NIL stuff together, which they were doing anyway. Yes. And, hey, I'm going to be your quarterback. I'm, I'm your guy. And Oklahoma would not have gone and signed Dylan Gabriel – Yes. They wouldn't have gone after Jackson Dart or any of the people that they did went after. They 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 objective one for Oklahoma uh in the in the post Lincoln Riley days was to satisfy and satiate Caleb Williams. Yes. And only when Oklahoma found out that they couldn't did they go, Okay, well we have to have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm I mean Caleb comes back, says, I want to take this down. The fans and my old teammates are the reason why I almost stayed. No, it wasn't. Shut up. Um, and then Mike comes back, says, more than happy to have you and your dad on. Share the side, blah, blah, blah. And then Caleb says he's not doing one of his stupid high school interviews. We're not going to drive up your views talking about the past and something that isn't true. I'm the one that made the decision. And I have my reasons on why. Talking about, quote, more than happy to have you. Trust me, I know you would. Um, which, I mean. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you're being a, not, you're not exactly portraying yourself as all that decent of a fellow, and plus your grammar sucks. You can't hear the grammar, and yeah, you know, right. Chase reads it. But yeah, I think I was correcting it for your own clarity while right. I'm talking. It, it 
No, but, look, here's the thing. If anything, he comes across professional there. Yeah, if anything, he's he's hurting his own self when it comes to actual business situations and possibilities. When you, there's no reason to be discussing this right here. None. Go, you play for USC. Go play for USC. This is this entitlement that I, I have grown to detest. You know, you're not entitled to be the guy who goes, well, this is, this is my version of the truth, and therefore it's the truth. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't work like that, Caleb. I mean, you get to dispute it if you want. That's great. And as much as I think you and I would both love to kind of get our kicks and giggles with Farrell being wrong, everything Mike wrote is exactly what everyone I know has heard. Yeah, no, he did nothing wrong. I mean, he's right. And, you know, you, there, there is this entitlement that comes with, no, I'm not going to talk to you about whatever, your high school show or whatever. Okay, great. He invited you on. You declined. Fair enough. But then you take the shot at him because you want to dismiss his reputation. And in this case, you're wrong. I mean, Farrell heard about it this morning. It's the problem in general. I mean, he was talking about that, you know, hey, look, they having some hot takes to get some publicity, sure. But I don't know that any of them are necessarily wrong. He talks about this. He talked about, you know, he, he said that given his history in high school football recruiting and scouting, that he thinks Arch Manning would be a high three-star without his name. Right, wrong, and different. Mike has credibility in that arena to have that opinion. Sure. Whatever. Sure. He talked about how the OC at, at Texas is on the hot seat. And he said every time you do this, what has become so prevalent is that the fan bases say, I, you hate the person and the school. Mm-hmm. They, 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 you no longer have an opinion that's just separate. It's you hate the person. Yes. We no longer can have just discourse that is calm and reasonable and we mm-hmm. move on with our day. It's no. And look, I mean, this is not for the last five minutes of a podcast because it goes, it, it, it's permeated through cable news. It's so many different things. I mean, there's plenty of life. reasons. In which, yeah, life. My point is reasons. I mean, there's so many different reasons. But right. no, it, it's, we have lost the ability in segments of, the, of society to simply disagree and move on and not think the other person is, quote, a bad person mm-hmm. or have a differing opinion. Sure. We can't just chill the hell out. No, it's, it's bled into sports. Yeah. Big I mean, time. it's. Not just bled. It's like, hey, that coach is on the hot seat. Why do you hate him? He's going to get fired if he doesn't win. I don't hate, like. I don't have a problem with him as a human. I mean, of course. Like, Mike Farrell isn't saying. I can't believe I'm sitting here defending Mike that much because Mike was frankly a pain in our ass for a while. Yeah. But you know, Mike's not the only person who thinks that about Arch Manning. I mean, he's got the courage, frankly, for being honest at this yeah. point. I don't think he would have done it if he were still working for Rivals. I don't think he would have said that because Rivals would have pushed back. Yeah. But he's working on his own, and he says, hey, I, I – and, you know, I, this is what I think. Now, does that mean that he hates Arch Manning? Of course not. Like, I've never met Arch Manning. And if he has met him, he probably likes him fine. It's like when you and I would have a conversation about some, you know, go back a few w- weeks when we thought – a 7-14 and 14 baseball team was not going to make the tournament and that the coach was going to be terminated. Was that yeah. because we hated Mike Bianco? Yeah. No. It's because we thought the coach was going to get terminated. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing in our society today. Like, I am comfortable spending the last five or ten minutes about this. 
it's a weird thing. People push back right away, and, and they they use they come back and go. So you 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 were out to get him? No, we weren't. I mean, we don't make that decision. We're not in that room. We're not the ones that look at the books. And if Mike Farrell ends up being wrong, and Arch Manning is a six-time NFL MVP. Does that make Farrell some horrible guy? No, it just means he got one wrong. Look, you work in this business, you're going to get some wrong. But what's changed is this. It's an entitlement, and it's this vitriolic. It's a lot of anger. And it's confirmation bias. We only search out what we agree with. Yeah. I'm going to stay in my bubble and only hear this tunnel vision. Tell me what I already think I know, and tell me I'm right. And don't tell me anything else. Yeah, and it's it's sides. Who's what side are you on? Like a lot of times, I'm not on a side. I mean, I'm, I'm not on a side. I don't care. I mean, I really don't. You know, I mean, I don't. I don't know how people have the emotional capacity to care about so many different things. Just have an opinion. You know, if you're one of the people that's like, hey, I really think Kentucky's going to have this great season because I've talked to some NFL people and they really like Will Levis a lot. Well, Chase, that's a real thing. Now, is it possible that Will Levis is going to not achieve that expectation this year? Sure. But I can remember back in the day, I'll give you an example. I mean, I I can remember back in the day when I would talk to NFL people who were like, I really like the Sowell kid for Ole Miss. Mm Mm-hmm. Like his body, like the way he projects, and I remember telling people, "Hey, the NFL people think he's going to be an NFL player." I didn't say it. I, I've never played in the NFL. I never yeah. coached in the NFL. I've never been in an NFL front office, and I've never scouted football once in my life. I'm a decent writer, and that's why I got this job. Had nothing to do with my ability to look at football players and go, "Oh, that one's going to be better than this one." Mm-hmm. I've, I don't do all that. But people would fight back. And now it's even worse. You know, now these people, if you think that about Will Levis because you are a national guy and you talk to some NFL people and they tell you we really like this Levis kid. Because there are some NFL people, Chase, who think Will Levis is a better NFL quarterback than Bryce Young. And so if you project that with Kentucky, it's like Tyler Siski said. No one, Tyler. Who was it? It was Ryan Brown last week on the podcast. And Ryan's right. If the NFL people are right and Will Levis is about to have this breakout season, well, then it's really hard to look at Kentucky and find a bunch of losses on their schedule because they've got this really good running back. They've got a very good defense. They're very good up front. If they get elite quarterback play, well, they're probably going to win a lot of games. But if they don't, every person who kind of said, hey, the NFL really likes Will Levis, they're not idiots. They just, hey, the NFL got one wrong. Because the NFL is going to get some wrong, just like yesterday. I mean, I was watching MLB Network yesterday. Yeah. I mean, the one kid who's kind of got his bat back or whatever, I can't think of who he is, he got drafted in the first round. Somebody compared him to Rod Carew, and then somebody else compared him to, um, you know, Jason Kipnis, which was I thought was more fair because, like, Rod Carew's like a Hall of Famer, and Jason Kipnis was just a good major league player. I say just a good major league player. I mean, come on. But, I mean, not everybody's going to live up to the hype. And some will. Yesterday, I guarantee you a, a – There's an all-star taking A perennial thing. all-star went in the first round yesterday. Yeah. And there also was someone taken in the first round yesterday who will never play in the major leagues. Yeah. When we looked this up in five years ago, oh, that guy. Oh, Which yeah. means that there's some organization yesterday that their evaluation process was flawed. Mm-hmm. 
missed. Happens. But we've created this deal where everyone has to... It was a bad look for Caleb Williams yesterday. It made him look super sensitive. It made him look kind of like the Hugh Freeze deal of I'm searching myself up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You're the quarterback at USC. This is an important year for you, for your professional future, and you're worried about what Mike Farrell says. Which also tells me that you have some regret. This isn't... It leaked in. Yeah, yeah. kind of leaked in that, hey, you know, there's a part of me that wished I'd stayed at Oklahoma. Yeah. I had a good deal in Oklahoma. I was yeah. beloved in Oklahoma. Now i got to go prove myself again Yeah, at USC. And there's no guarantee that you're going to get it done at... No, no guarantee you're going to get it done at, at, at there. Right. Greg Sankey, 10.30, probably before most of you people, or before you will get to this if you're not on our stream, because, frankly, it's over an hour and it starts in an hour. Uh, Lane Kiffin today, we'll discuss that tomorrow, as well as Brian Kelly, Elijah Rinkwitz, and then whatever comes up out of SEC Media Day, they're at the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. We'll have coverage at Borough.com. We'll be back with you in the morning with our podcast. I hope you have a great day. Take care, and we'll talk to you then. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.